you know mm. so it's 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 yeah. really about you your values and what you consider important and of course the circumstances in your life must also play a big role to decide the decision that you take you know uh it would yeah. be foolish for me if i am unemployed uh to say that i have an offer but just because i started an interview with another company the other day uh i'm going mm. to reject this offer because i am assuming the next company will probably give me a better salary hi what's up guys Welcome to another season and episode of Cafe Construct, your go-to podcast for tips to achieve success in the Kenyan construction industry. Your host for this episode is Whitney. In session with me is Jose Maria, a talent and development manager, people and culture leader, HR operations manager, a life and career coach, just to mention a few. So he wears a number of hats. In today's topic um we're doing a continuation of what you need to do to get that job you have been dreaming about getting Jose and I covered how to build your personal brand for you to stand out in a job application platforms you should be on when job searching and uh, CV updates as well so in this episode um we're doing a continuation whereby we're discussing the next stage in your application process and that involves ATS systems how to handle yourself in in an interview we're also going to bust a few interview myths so it's really going to be a very interesting um episode um the whole recording took about two and a half hours so we had a lot to discuss therefore the need to break it down into two parts um i'd also like to take this moment to apologize for the background noise you will hear um in this recording the children playing playing in the background but don't let that distract you because some of the things we're going to discuss um are really going to be beneficial to you especially if you're job seeking or you're looking to transition into a new job um so stay tuned so to our listeners welcome and to our returning listeners welcome back you know how it goes grab your cup of goodness let's talk life in construction for you if you're in kenya and you're looking for a job in kenya in nairobi you, you must have a network reach out to somebody I'm, i'm and i am offering myself by the way if you you know look for me on linkedin just ask uh, you know what's the best template to use or what do you have a template i could use for uh, a cv and, and use that um then you know Yeah. Uh, if you have questions please ask we are happy to help you know sometimes you might meet people who want to charge you for their service but anyway people eat from people eat from these services so if they are offering you um as a good service that is has value it's okay to pay for it but there are so many people out there and I would want to caution our listeners that don't just pay people to write a cv for you it's not going to help you unless you know how to defend that cv and again This is the question that I always ask people and this and I really want people to hear this with me. How is it that I would give my CV to someone who does not do what I do and they are able to articulate what I do better than I would? Mm. Do you get that irony? Does that mean I don't understand my role or what I do? Does it means I don't understand my value? And I don't know mm. whether even my what I do is meaningful. So, I mean, if you want help, 
to do that, go to someone who will not just write the CV for you, but will force you to understand you. And that is intentional, mm. <laughs> you know, someone who will yeah. force you, coach you through knowing yourself so that then once you, you know yourself, then you can also explore what your value is um, and, you know, define, you know, know yourself, define your why. Yeah. And then mm. start exploring what your value is. That's, yeah. that's the approach that I would like for people to always have in mind. I know you may not always have the time, but if you really want to apply for a job, you should be able to create it because applying, literally, job searching is an actual job. I only that you don't that. get paid for it. <laughs> job searching is I a job. Only that no one that. is paying for it. <laughs> True. Mm. <laughs> so someone, I, should be, I, <laughs> someone should be prepared to spend time, mm. you know, not... Mm-hmm apply jobs just for the sake of it because it's it's exhausting to apply for jobs and get rejections and i should comfort everyone here and tell them by the way that no matter how good if somebody mm. is they have received several rejections too no one would say that every job they have applied to uh, went on through sailed through straight and straight it didn't happen that's not true even the most the people you see on LinkedIn and you envy them because they are doing they are the dream job, they also applied somewhere and they were rejected. Yet where they are, they are excelling. Why is that? Because where they are is the one they were supposed to be. Because mm. the people who hired them are the people who they were supposed to meet and connect with. And that's one thing we should always put in our minds that there's someone out there who is looking for exactly the brand you, what you're selling, but they've not found you yet. You need to get out and you know, give them an opportunity to find you. So even if you keep applying mm. and getting rejections, it's not that you're not good. First, of course, work on your brand, be aware of your brand, work on your brand collateral, which is like, when I say brand for collateral, I mean your, your resume, your LinkedIn, all those things. Those are key things to make sure are spot on. Even when they are perfect and amazing, mm-hmm. you will still get rejected because those are not your people. That's not your tribe. Your tribe is waiting somewhere. And when they meet you, yeah. when they meet your brand, believe you me, this, the process will just flow. You know, So mm-hmm. keep that in mind that it's not that you're being rejected because you have nothing to offer. Yes, it could be you're not Mm -hmm. communicating what you're offering, but it's not because you're empty. You have something. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm just in awe. Like I keep on taking so many notes down, but um, I 100% agree with you when it comes to um, working on your CV, don't just get somebody who you will pay 1500 2000 and all they have to do is tweak your CV for you and send it back. Even if you're worried about wording, maybe you feel like your written communication is not the best, you can always do your research 
and check what JDs are are looking for in the job description. What exactly are they looking for? Is it something that you have done? And try and tweak your wordings to match that. You can check on other people who have those roles you're interested in or the role you currently have and check how are those people selling themselves when it comes to their profile. And you can try and, and tweak your wordings to seem similar to theirs. Um, that's a lot better than somebody just writing information down for you. And by the time you're going for your interview, you're being told or rather asked, tell us about yourself. And you even forget about what is on your CV and what are some of the jobs you've done because you're not the one who wrote it. Someone else wrote it for you. Yep. So um, because we... We have gotten into like serious, serious talk um, just to lighten the, the conversation up a bit. We've gotten to that part of the, that part of the podcast, the segment where we ask our guest a random question. And the question mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, um, Jose, <laughs> it's, it's not, <laughs> please I don't be, but I hope. You're going to tell us just something that will will make us laugh or even open our eyes to to things related to recruitment. So I've kept it close to to what you do. So the question is, what's the most interesting, funniest or weird interview you have ever had with a candidate? And just to give you like time for you to probably think of something, Mm. I'll go first. I remember a, a few months back, I, I was doing an interview and I was fairly new inter- in, when it comes to interviewing people. I think by that time I had interviewed like um, around 10 people when it comes to um, me being a hiring manager. And there was this particular lady that we were doing her interview. And from the beginning, it just seemed a bit off whereby um, she joined the meeting and where she was, it was very noisy. So I remember um, the person I was interviewing with, the second interviewer was like, "Um, could you kindly move to a quieter place um, for us to continue with your interview? Then she was like, yeah, sure, just give me one moment. And then she moved to somewhere quiet. Then we continued with the interview, everything was going fine. And then in the middle of the interview, we hear a phone ringing from her end. Um, it rings, and I think at first she was like trying to ignore it um, and not pick it up, but then she decided to pick it up. And then um, she was like, Nikokwa interview, wacha nitakupigia badai. And for our Nankiswahili listeners, what she said was, I'm in an interview, I will call you later. And then she hung up. And then continued with the information she was giving us, um, the question we'd asked her, as if nothing happened. There was no even, um, I'm sorry about that, or anything like that. And I remember when she was picking that call, uh, me and the other interviewer were just super silent. We were just like, wow. And afterwards, I, we just called each other and we, we cracked up. After she left the call, we cracked up because it was the first time we'd ever experienced something like that. And every time I think about it, I was just like, is this what recruiters go through? I mean, the, oh my God, it was just hilarious for me. I can't believe it to date that somebody can pick a call in the middle of an interview and you're the one who's searching for a job. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very really, that's very interesting. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah. I'm trying to think about my experiences, you know, interviews and see whether I can remember any specific one that would be really out of uh, out of norm. You know, the, the, <laughs> my experience recruiting, I have al always recruited in a very different way where everything is a conversation. So um, mm. I'm trying to remember any that would be stand out at nothing none, none is coming to my and i know i'm going to leave this conversation and then like 10 of them will pop up <laughs> i really have i i have really really, really i guess the, the the one that comes to my mind is is one that was really really sad for me uh it's not really mm. a, a very exciting highlight but it's it's where um we were hiring a very very senior person uh it and it took us mm. like three months to get that person on board, it was really hard uh, to to, mm. to 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 get that person. And then I was so excited when I met a guy that the, the recruiters or the hiring team or the senior team liked. And I mean, they were mm. also excited, and they were like, "Hey, man, Jose Maria, you've done you've done so well." And then mm. we discussed pay, and we discussed everything. We discussed all the things that were that would you know the candidate would like, and you know ended up agreeing on something. And as soon as I sent the the offer, the guy was mm -hmm. like, um, "Let me give me a few days. I'm going to respond." Then I wait for the two days, and the guy just calls me and tells me, "Jose, I have been given mm. a counter offer uh, where I work, and I cannot refuse it." I mean, I was so broken because that was oh, my gosh. first senior hire and mm -hmm. this, this candidate was perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. I am telling you, you know those days you just feel like uh, I am worthless, <laughs> you know? My life <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> I am done. Uh, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I was so broken. Thank God I had a good boss. Uh, my director, uh, HR director, she, she was like, Jose, this is normal. Eh? So you you, <laughs> you relax. And, and of course, I knew that that can happen, but I was so, mm. so broken. And then funny thing, the same, same position, once that guy rejected our offer, I went back to recruit again. And mm. it took me another three months to find a good guy, another good guy, mm. well, not as good as the first one, but still good. Mm. Um, and unfortunately we gave him an offer he accepted the day he was supposed to report uh he even served you know like serving notice you know uh he accepted mm. signed and everything was perfect the day he was supposed to report he says hi guys i need another week to finalize a few things and we give him a week mm. from first of december to 8th of december and then gets 8th of december the day he's supposed to report he says uh no i'm not coming Oh my Man. gosh, that was painful, and this is let me just so demoralizing. You it's, I mean, it was painful because you can imagine the amount of resources that have been spent finding these people. We have paid for LinkedIn, yeah. probably LinkedIn recruiter subscriptions. We have an ATS, we have all I mean, the cost of hiring is, and this just tells people that as much as people assume that they are more desperate than organizations, organizations are mm. more desperate than you. To find the right person, <laughs> they're more mm. desperate than you who is looking for a, for, a, for a job. Because you have options. Because you could go to many companies. Uh, but it's mm. you cannot say the same thing about finding the right talent or the right fit for a job. 
it's very specific. Mm. You get what I mean? You know, yeah. so yeah, so that would be my my experience. Um, one of the people or the category of staff I used to hire were security assistants uh, and uh, hygiene mm. assistants. And these guys normally are not necessarily uh, very, um, how do I put it? Educated, <laughs> or and I, mm. and, I, and I don't say that in judgment. I say that in, mm-hmm. in just describing the situation. So they are. So I had this one uh, candidate who came for a job, um, and uh, we, of course, because of uh, the consideration of language, we wanted to really maintain uh, to to speak the language they are most comfortable with. Man, I'm telling you, this guy, uh, because. Of of where he comes from and he mm. really really tried we tried to speak in swahili to you know in swahili with him and of course he knows swahili but everything he tried to respond in english in and the english was i mean he couldn't really construct proper sentences but we really spent so much time trying to understand him and we even tried to correct and tell him by the way please can you speak swahili uh, so that we can understand each other but and even after telling him he still continued trying to impress us with english uh and it was just <laughs> terrible we couldn't really understand what what, what you were saying and, and and that's another thing that you find with um with with with, with people um overdoing something you know uh, and then that becomes yeah a problem yeah it is um i can only imagine uh the six months of like trying to hire somebody and it also goes to say that sometimes the companies who will recognize talent because you yourself you've said it hiring for a certain position is not easy so if you already have somebody on board in your company who is good at what they do then a company will do as much as possible if they're really good at what keep they do them. to keep them exactly mm-hmm. so there came about the counter offer and then you yeah. ending up to this yeah. yeah. um yeah a potential yeah. Person, hey those right? two guys were amazing they mm-hmm. were really good the first one was even better but both of them <laughs> telling mm-hmm. them sure that's why their companies refused to let them go yeah <laughs> There's so much to talk about and I feel like time is just r- racing and then we haven't covered everything but I wanted us to talk about ATS because this is something that I'm hearing more and more about um so before Jose dives a bit into it to just give us um more information about it for those of you who don't know ATS refers to applicant tracking system program to screen out candidates candidates based on keywords dates and job titles so this is just something i i googled i've been trying to learn as much as possible about ATS but we have the professional here professional recruiter so Jose will give us more information about it and why also companies are using it more and more so yeah so ATS as you defined it right yeah it's it's really just designed to help in the recruitment process um, so ATS it does more for the business screening the CVs it also helps uh, automate the way you receive a, a CV where the CV moves next stage, the next stage in the final stage and all the way to making an offer. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a nice system. Now, 
ATSs are getting even better nowadays because of the integration of um, like AI. Um, and AI here means uh, artificial intelligence, which is helping uh, ATSs uh, or companies filter CVs better. Um, but obviously not all ATSs will have an AI or will have AI. It is maybe more the, the more, most, more sophisticated kind of um, ATSs. Um, some mm-hmm. examples would include things like Jazz HR. Even LinkedIn itself can be considered an ATS because it actually has an ATS. The recruiter platform I was talking about is an ATS mm-hmm. in itself uh, that helps you just screen out um, CVs in a nice way. Yeah, so it's an it's a form of an ATS, not the usual CV screening kind of ATS, but it is still you can consider it, you know, in 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 a sense mm. as an ATS. So how, what how do ATSs do? Let me give an example of maybe like uh, where, the way to know whether your CV is going to an ATS. Look at when you're applying for the job, below the job mm. or the application or the form, you will see powered by. So you'll see powered by job mm. vibes, powered by Bamboo HR powered by uh, jazz HR, powered by this or that. So that system that you're seeing powered mm-hmm. by there is what is receiving your system. So you are using the, the website interface, but literally when you click submit, the content that you send will mm-hmm. not go to that website. They will go into an ATS that is managed in a different ATA, you know, interface by me now as a user as a recruiter. So mm. when you when you're applying, that's how you know that you're applying to an ATS uh, or your, your, your document is going to an ATS. So key things to keep in mind. ATSs are used to uh, not only screen uh, or scan your CV to look for keywords. That's why your CV needs to be mm. optimized. People say ATS optimized but they can also be used to reject applications that don't meet certain criteria. So when you see an application form, it includes like questions like um, years of experience and then there's a drop down. So you select. So there's zero mm-hmm. to two, five to seven, you know, black and that kind of stuff, right? That kind of question, mm-hmm. always keep in mind that it's a, it's a question designed to knock people out. They will get literally as soon as you submit two minutes later or even less than that time, you'll get a regret email. Yet you wonder, hey, that was quick. Yeah. It's because, like for example, when I was using Jazz HR at at at, at Econ, I would I would put, for example, for a job, if I am looking for three to five years of experience. So anyone who is zero to two automatically will be rejected. And I will set the system that way. So if you're Mm. zero to two for that particular job, it will reject you. Now, notice it doesn't refuse to receive your CV. Mm. So remember what I said earlier that I like to have CVs on a database? So it's still okay. Because believe you me, that database of zero to two is what I will come to when I need an intern. Mm. I hope that makes sense. So yeah, so zero to two, I'll already put it there. Reject. Now, again, Years of years, like I want three to five years. So anyone with like seven years and above, I will reject. Sometimes we'll also put uh, salary expectations. So we put like, what are you expecting to earn? 
If you put uh, mm. like maybe say a hundred thousand to one fifty, maybe that's the within our budget, so it doesn't reject you. But someone who puts five hundred thousand automatically, they are rejected because mm. uh, we can't afford them. Not because we don't like their CV, but I mean they are not within a budget we can we can handle. So the ATS yeah. not only will scan your CV to look for whether you are a fit. It's also used to manage the recruitment process so that we can minimize the number of CVs we have to actually look at. Yeah. So that's what mm. uh, people should keep in mind about uh, um, applicant tracking systems. I, I think you've covered um, the most important bits. I also read somewhere that with the ATS, you should avoid uploading CVs that have a lot of, of tables, a lot of lines on them. Is, yes, is yes, this yes, true? Yes, Does this absolutely. interfere with it? Hmm. Don't upload a CV that is graphic, as I said. You, and this affects people in design, architecture, UI, because they see the world in picture form. <laughs> so mm. the way they create the CVs and all that, they also use the same. So instead of putting a phone number, as a phone number, they will put a, an, a, an image with a phone and then put the number. And then the ATS is looking for the word phone number or telephone or whatever. To be able to pick out. Remember mm -hmm. also when you apply one and eight years, when you upload your CV, you will notice that you don't have to actually fill most of the fields. Why? Because the eight years reads your CV and picks your name and puts it on the name, right? Picks your number and mm -hmm. puts it on the number segment. So that's so this you should upload something uh it can read. That's why I was saying it's actually better when you're uploading jobs online to use a word document that is mm -hmm. with very, very few tables, okay? And if you have tables, yeah. make sure the lines are hidden. Don't have tables that actually have look like tables you know, with all the lines or, you know, columns and rows and all that. You have to be a bit mm -hmm. smart to hide those tables. Or the, you can always count so white, right? Yeah? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but tables should be minimal, like one or, or, you know, actually even two is much. Just very minimal there's a structure i use and i don't know how i would share that with people uh in your with your listeners but i would be happy to share that template mm -hmm. uh if there's a way um to just show how you can have uh, minimal tables so i repeat again yes don't upload mm -hmm. a graphic like you take a picture of your cv and upload on an ats the ats can't read that yeah and how you know that mm -hmm. the ats is not reading your cv right is when it cannot help you populate some of those fields Ideally, when you upload your CV, they should be picked out by the ATS. Mm. Even before you submit, you should see, be able to see that the ATS has picked up uh, my name and put it right, or maybe picked one or name, but didn't put all of them, the phone number, my email. Those three things, if it's not picking them, CV is formatted wrong. Yeah? Okay. And, and I think I know you, yeah. you've seen that as well, right? On Online. You've yes, seen when you have. upload your CV yeah. in some places, it literally just picks out your details, right? Mm. If it's not, if it's not picking out your details, then something is off. Again, as well, um, I don't know to what extent this can affect, but it's easier, it's better to use Word than PDF. 
Because remember, on PDF sometimes, depending on the way you converted a document to PDF, it can convert it and it appears as an image. I hope that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a way you can convert a Word document to a PDF. And then, you know, the way you can go to PDF and snipe something out as an image or you click on it and then it highlights it as an image when you copy, copy yeah. it as an image. So that's yes. very tricky. So don't do that. If you want to convert to PDF, either print it as PDF and you can go to print as PDF on your, you know, on, 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 on whatever platform or tool you're using. Or you go to online and find a PDF converter. Like I love PDF and just convert a Word document to a PDF nicely. Mm. It will convert it to the right texture so that even if you upload it on an ATS, the ATS can still read it. Okay. Because personally, I'm so used to seeing um, people sending in CVs in in PDF form that the um, CVs I've encountered that are in Word form um, have intrigued me. I think some of them came um, jumbled up. So I, yes. I think that's something that our listeners really need to, to be keen on. If you're going to yes, provide yes. Your, your CV in word form, be careful to ensure that to the recruiter, it won't get there when it's all jumbled up and looking like a mess. Yes. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. an ATS will not uh, muffle your CV. It actually maintains mm-hmm. the structure of your CV, when you, even if you upload it in Word. Eh? The issue mm. would be if the structure of the document is off, like this, the, the formatting and all that. Eh? So the CV mm. may not be able, the ATS may not be able to read your content. But PDF, PDF is good because that's one, it cannot change the format. But if you are sending in uh, an application on email, please use PDF. Mm-hmm. Because when you use Word, then someone will download Word and probably they are using Word 2003. It cannot read some of the mm. things what 2019 can. So it's very, mm. very useful. If it's email, PDF standard. That's that's guarantee. If it's ATS, you can use Word. It's better, but make sure it's properly formatted. Uh, no images. Mm. Even those icons that we put, like uh, the phone, the email, uh, WhatsApp. I mean, not WhatsApp, the you know LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Uh, link and all that. Mm. Uh, the LinkedIn link. Mm. You know, some people put LinkedIn link on their, they link to their LinkedIn profile on the CV. Don't put yeah. the, what an icon, the LinkedIn icon. Because if you put the LinkedIn icon, the, the system can that image. It's mm. not, you know, unless it's AI, you know, and not many that are AI enabled. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, with Cafe Construct, we have blogs, so you can share some of those um, useful documents with us, and we can have them ah, on our fantastic. blog so that our listeners fantastic. can go and check them out and and learn even more. And I also encourage them to, just as Jose has mentioned, feel free to reach out to him if you need additional assistance or personalized um, assistance reach out to him, reach out to other recruiters, HR managers. Yes, there's some people who might not get back to you, but also there are other people who might get back to you and and help you. So feel free to always reach out and ask for help. But Jose, allow me to ask you one or two questions 
that we had also some of our listeners um, ask and seem interested in. And this can also help us bust a few myths. So one of them is that um, take the first offer that comes to you. So in terms of salary okay. and like the whole hiring package. Right. I, I, I want to be balanced here. That's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I want to be very balanced to, to think about mm-hmm. um, options. I'm sure in this conversation, I mentioned about two offers that I got uh, recently. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, when the first offer came, uh, I accepted it. Uh, and um, I waited mm-hmm. because you don't know whether the next one is going. And it was equally an, a good opportunity. Even though I knew uh, the other one would come, I mean, might come or might not come. The first that came, um, I was okay. I accepted it and we started the process. But when the other one came, I you know, mm-hmm. politely and uh, genuinely com- communicated with the, with the company on time so that they could take the next best person they had because obviously they must have had a, a number two um, mm. and, you know, on time so that I was able to communicate with them on time and tell them, okay, they, I may not be able to take this. So now why I was saying balanced is this. It's all going to depend on your circumstances. If you mm. are unemployed, right, mm. right now, mm. you are looking for the next job opportunity and you've looked at this company and you like it and you know why you want to join them, not just because you want money. Uh, money is good. I'm not saying it's not good. You, you have to want money, obviously. If you don't want money, then I'll be questioning, <laughs> you know, uh, how yeah. you're going to live your life and sustain yourself. But not just because you want money, you understand why you are going there. So, if you get an offer and there is another company where you are applying for, where you knew you're going to wait for and get some money. Now, you have to make a choice. Whether you want to wait and wait for the big offer or you want to take what you have. Now, the trick, the trick there is, unlike, for, for example, in my situation, I was already employed. So I had the luxury of actually, I could have decided to reject the first offer, even though I didn't know whether the second will come. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was already employed. If you're not employed, then you have to think about what is at stake in your life. Because it would be very, very, very hypocritical for me to tell you, but ah, no, 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 no. If you know you're going to wait for another offer, is you know you are interviewing for another position, uh, you should hold off and reject this one. And you know, the best advice I can give you is if you want to wait and see another offer. It is good to politely mm. tell the first company that has offered you, hi, uh, I would, could I request for a week or seven days to consider this offer before I respond? Every company will always give you about seven days to consider an offer or even sometimes when 14 days. So within that time, mm. if the other offer has not come and you cannot see any signs, whether it comes the following morning, please accept the the offer. If you're not employed, it's very highly, it's highly likely that you will be expected to start working immediately. Think of it this way. If you start working in a company in a week and then you get a second offer, then what happens? Do you leave and Mm. go to the next uh, offer? So that's up to you again. 
and I want to be very fair here, um, uh, Whitney, I want to say something here that <laughs> I hope um, my, my employers don't necessarily hear me say this, but it is the <laughs> truth. Mm-hmm. You owe no one your life. When I employ you, it is not because I am I'm doing you a favor. It doesn't matter how desperate you are. So when you think about making decisions, it cannot be about how the company you have joined, for example, will feel. It has to do with the question of what is the best for you, perhaps your children, your we know health, your opportunities, your career. So it's not, you, you don't need to, you, you have to make decisions on that basis. Don't get me wrong. It is of course a privilege mm-hmm. to be employed, but remember it's a transaction where you give and get. Okay, the company gives and gets. The company gets your skills, mm-hmm. you, get, you get to make a living. So even if you had to join an organization today, and then in a week, another company gives you an offer that offers you a better opportunity, it's okay. You can decide to resign with respect and join the next organization. It's mm-hmm. not going to reflect badly on your CV. I mean, why would you even put a week experience on your CV? Okay, yeah. so it's all about making choices, but not making sure that the choices you make do not burn bridges. Okay, you yeah. do you make your choices with total respect and regard to the opportunities you've gotten, you know, so that you don't seem as you know ungrateful, you don't come across as ungrateful. So, yeah, so you can decide to take the first offer you get. Uh, if you have a room, you can take some time to consider as you see whether the next one will come. If it doesn't come, take the, the first one. If it comes still, you can leave this one and go to the next one if it's better. But you have to really do proper soul searching so that you don't end up losing, uh, how do we say it? I'm going to say something that I usually see in, in my mother tongue, <laughs> but we mm. say you lose four, looking for eight yeah Mm. Uh, you lose four trying to reach what eight for those who understand my uh our our mother tongue let me me call it french you know (laughs) you know for those who might understand that i don't know whether you do it Mm. but literally what it means that (laughs) you're losing you're losing a bird in the hand yeah because you Mm. want to catch to another one in the air you know, mm. so it's 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 yeah. really about you, your values, and what you consider important. And of course, the circumstances in your life must also play a big role to decide the decision that you take. You know, uh, it would yeah. be foolish for me if I am unemployed uh, to say that I have an offer, but just because I started an interview with another company the other day. Uh, I'm going mm. to reject this offer because I am assuming the next company will probably give me a better salary. You know, uh, you don't know that. You don't even know whether you'll be successful. And sometimes you don't fail interviews because you are no, you, you because you don't deserve a job or because you're not qualified. You fail interviews because of something so petty. And we'll discuss mm. this maybe in the next podcast that about. You, know, you could do something in an interview like what your friend did maybe by picking a call and you lose an opportunity or someone just doesn't like you unconscious bias mm. or conscious bias you know yeah. someone just you know 
just you know has so there's so many factors to consider but yes i say think about your circumstances remember that you don't owe any of those companies your life it is not your company it is not your sorry my friend used to tell me it's not your grandfather's company so <laughs> don't disrespect yeah. don't disrespect anyone of course but remember that you have the freedom to make your choices as long as you're making them soundly and with respect and true true mm. regard to the opportunities and the people who have given you that chance okay because you could have yeah. a conversation you get an offer this week for example you join that company and then uh as soon as you join another offer comes and you tell your current manager hey now uh i don't know what to do this is what the situation i mean i've been given this offer and i have this job and all that and i don't know i mean okay, if they are human they will advise you uh, of course you don't always share everything with everyone when you're new in a company you have to be careful as well because someone can mm-hmm. spoil for you you know so it's really about you you have to do serious soul searching you know so mm-hmm. i don't i hope that makes sense Yes, it does. And allow me to ask you, I know this is something people normally battle with. When you have been given that offer and you're battling whether to accept it or not, and normally it's because of the salary, mm-hmm. um, can you request or ask for an increase in your salary? Especially right now that things are, are just over expensive, the rate of inf- inflation is just going up and up. Can okay. you ask for an increase okay so let me say it this way if the mm-hmm. discussion of salary did not happen before the offer got to your email then mm-hmm. it's not going to happen that's it's just that mm-hmm. simple unless they have made a clerical error in the money you agreed then mm-hmm. you can it cannot happen now talking about the salary after you have received the offer uh mm-hmm. so and this is one angle i'll go to another one so usually when you're going through the interview process for me as Jose Maria i will discuss with you your salary expectation when i am doing the first interview on the phone so i will you will ask me i mean i'll ask you how much you're earning i you, you can give me a range and i'll I'll, I'll, I'll assess it to see whether it's with our, within our budget. If it is, then we'll continue. If it is not, I'll tell you clearly, by the way, the, the, your ask is higher than what we can offer. Please confirm mm. if you'll be willing to negotiate uh, and to what extent. If I can see the negotiation would allow us to get within budget, fantastic. If not, I'll tell you politely, no. Uh, thank you for doing this interview with us, but unfortunately, there's no need of wasting your time and wasting hours. It not gonna, it's not going to work. And then once we go through the interviews, at the final stage, once you have been approved by, for for example, you are the final candidate, even before I give you feedback and tell you that uh, you've been selected, because usually interviews will be like three or four, then I'll have Mm. a conversation again and we'll agree. Okay, because now we're not just be discussing uh, the salary alone, we'll also now get into the specifics of your benefits you know, medical mm. or, you know, group life or Weber or, you know, car com- company car or depending on your seniority, uh, mileage, fuel, housing, you know, all these things. Mm. So we will discuss all those things before 
I can issue an offer so that by the, when I give you an offer, there's not much to discuss. So the mm. negotiation just should it. happen. <laughs> yes, the negotiation should happen before. Now, there are places where uh, you will quote a salary and people will tell you, hey, that's you know, within our range. This is where we think you know, we, can, we can offer you and all that. Eh? Mm-hmm. And then you would, you, you know, and then they don't necessarily give you an opportunity or you don't get a chance to really have that debate. Okay. So if you did mm-hmm. not have a debate around your pay, when the offer comes, you can push back and say, hi, um, I think uh, based on what I'm earning, if they didn't ask you like what you're earning or you didn't discuss, or they asked you what you're earning and then they made their own assumption of what they should pay you or their own choice. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can happen as well, where you don't get to discuss uh, much about salo, but then they give you an offer. When they give you mm-hmm. an offer, yes, please do push back and do not shy. If they want you, they will pay you what you're mm-hmm. asking for. But again, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> okay? <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you cannot be earning... You cannot be earning 150, for example, or 50,000, 50, and then you, you're pushing, you get an offer of maybe, say, 75 or 80 or 90, and then mm. you want them to increase it to 150, you know? Mm. I mean, it doesn't, you don't move from 50 to 150. I mean, it's, it's not, it can happen, but it's very rare. You know, unless you mm-hmm. lie, it's very hard for you to get like that, that kind of move, especially when you're in your junior careers. Eh? When you're senior, mm-hmm. yes, that can happen because those increments will, will because you see, like when you think about companies, they mm-hmm. they, they usually will use a, a, a rule of thumb, 30 to mm-hmm. 40% or 30 to 40% or 50% increment in, from what you're yeah. earning before. So if that's the range then, when you're earning more money, then that 30% of more money is more money, if I could use that, mm. right? But 30% yeah. of Kidogo money is not a lot. <laughs> so you get, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a dynamic. So if you didn't have a chance to discuss, then push back and don't relent. If you, and then I, I give a disclaimer here. If you are unemployed, for example, and you might be like, desperate uh, or you might be feeling i really want this job i really want the job so when you're struggling to decide what if i negotiate they reject me you mm. get what i'm saying so the the least you can do for yourself is to ask or to push back but do it politely so when you push back you say hi and please by the way take time to even culture your world your words so that they are clear you respond and say, like, for example, I know I received an offer before and I, and, and I was like, okay, the term you're giving me for this employment is too short. I need it double. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I didn't even have a problem with the pay, I think. So I was, I didn't actually negotiate about that, but I didn't negotiate about the, the period. And I mean, it was, it, it, and when I push back, uh, even though the, the company usually does not give that kind of contract, they actually amended their mm-hmm. policy to give me or made me an exception because they wanted me to, to, you know, to, to, to join. But that could also, I could mm. also be doing that because I had more, several offers. Eh? You get what I mean? 
So I could have been doing, I, I, I may have several options, but for someone who doesn't, even if, mm. if you feel that you deserve more than they are offering you and that you had not discussed with them before, then please send an email and say hi. Uh, politely, I mean, this is, thank you for offering me. I'm honored. This is amazing. I am looking forward to joining you. However, I would like to uh, push back or to request or to give you, or to, to you know, I would, I would like us to have a discussion around the salary you've proposed uh, because of X, Y, Z. Currently, I'm earning ABCD. If you have, you know, the money you've given me only gives me like 10% increment from what I'm currently earning. It's not a worth, it's not enough for me to compel me to leave what I am I have here or and come and join you and give actual reasons. I have two children in, mm. in the university or I have this, or I have that. You can, you know, compel them and then they can consider. If they say no, you still can say, okay. Uh, if they can't, they can't. But at least you tried as opposed to going to that company mm. and forever feeling like I wish I had negotiated. You know, yeah. just push back. Mm. Even if they say no, at least you have, you have tried. I should say this. If you have discussed mm. salary, and had an agreement on salary. And then you get a contract, an offer, and you start discussing salary again, then you lose that opportunity. Mm. Because you'll come across as someone who is not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah. So if yeah. you had discussed it and you had agreed, then don't bring it up again. Unless they have given mm. you what you did not agree, do not bring it up again. Because then you will just come across as someone who has no standard. Wow. To our listeners, I'm sure they have learned a lot with this particular session. I know I have learned a lot. And um, I cannot wait to have you back so that we can talk about um, interviews, do a deep dive on that. And you've also talked about or rather touched on negotiations. And it's not just salary you can negotiate. There are other things you can negotiate um, when you're getting into a new job. And I'd like us also to to discuss that in a future episode. But um, one way I'd like to end this particular episode is also with um, asking you a second random question, but this is more fun and chill. So my question to you is, if you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go and why? Right now, there are two places. One is Morocco, um, Casablanca. I like the culture. I love the culture. And I also love that Morocco is like a, you can walk from Morocco to Spain. When I say walk, that bit mm. of an, an understatement or an overstatement. But yes, you can walk to Spain and I love the Spanish language and all that. But m- the main reason why I would actually want to go to Morocco is because, um, you know, my wife would love it. She, 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 she has, she dies for that. And then the oh. second one is uh, mm-hmm. Santorini in Greece. Woo. That was supposed to be our honeymoon destination. Mm. But due to several factors, we did not make it. So I am still in debt. So telling you. Uh, <laughs> so these are the two places that I think uh, would, would really be amazing um, to dream mm. For myself specifically, I think the one place mm. I want to go is Morocco. Um, uh, and maybe during the same time, 
uh, a bit of Egypt because the history of humanity really is, is there's a lot of history uh, on humanity in, yeah. in, um, in Egypt and North Africa in general, so to say, but um, those two places would be amazing places to visit. Okay, it, it seems like you are a lover of travel. I, I hope that you will eventually get to those destinations and enjoy them. Uh, for me, um, I would say my favorite place to vacation or where I'd like to vacation is anywhere or somewhere with a beach and a great view. Um, and it's mm -hmm. funny because I'm not like a lover of large water bodies. I'm, I'm not. Even the one time I got on a boat uh, and just went into the ocean, I was praying the whole time and eyeing the, the life vest. I was so scared. <laughs> but I just love the view and how humbling it is to, to just be in front of nature or in nature and to be this tiny thing um, in, in this large water body and, and everything. It, it just humbles me and I love it. So my favorite place is the beach, the sand, the weather. If it's not too hot, then better. That's, yeah. that's my favorite place. Yeah. So um, I have really enjoyed this session, Jose. I have loved it i have learned a lot and i'm sure also our listeners have learned a lot if you have been struggling to get a job um you've been struggling when it comes to how to present yourself your personal branding um jose has touched on all of that um feel free to listen to this podcast or this session number like many many times if you need to go through it a number of times for you to get it right because this is where it begins when it when it comes to building your career and building your future it's how you present yourself and in the long run what sort of job are you going to get even if it's not um, getting employment somewhere but even selling yourself as an entrepreneur i think this some of these tips can really come in handy so guys feel free to reach out to jose maria he's on linkedin um, reach out to him for him to give you tips for you to learn from him. You can check out his profile and get a few tips on how to sell yourself um, in, in these platforms. Um, yes, so thank you so much, Jose. Um, any parting shot? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I do hope that this, this, this conversation helps someone. And uh, again, please reach out to me. I'm happy to assist you. Uh, where I can, you know, with tips to build yourself. Um, yeah, and really, again, Whitney, thank you. Um, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to, you know, doing more conversations with you. It's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I'm looking forward to that as well. To our listeners, thank you guys for listening. And remember to figure out what you want, then work diligently, consistently, and patiently towards it. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Like, comment, and share our podcast with your networks and anybody who might be interested in our podcast and what we stand for. Um, also remember to rate us on to rate our show on Apple. Bye guys. See you on the next session. Bye bye.